Welcome back, everybody, to Big Bros Wrestling Podcast. My name is Alex. I am your co-host. I'm your other co-host, Andrew. This is the podcast where we recap the biggest stories among the wrestling world throughout the week and also just whatever we want to talk about wrestling. First off, how are you, Alex? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Andrew? I'm doing great. Let's get to it. Let's start with Raw. Obviously, obviously opening Raw is Edge and Beth Phoenix coming out. Edge is finally back. I don't know why they didn't have him last week. It would have been fun. But obviously, they had another person, Cody. He outshined it. But he is back. He and Beth Phoenix, they start cutting a great promo. Edge is still mad about the Judgment Day. Yeah. And obviously, Beth Phoenix wants a piece of Rhea Ripley. Yeah. With that, they automatically challenge them to a match at Elimination Chamber. Yep. So it's going to be Edge of Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley and is it Finn Balor? Yeah, it was Finn Balor that they were challenging. I start off right there. We already know who's winning that match. Yes. It's Finn yes. Balor and Rhea Ripley because if you have Edge and Beth Phoenix win that match, you're not making Rhea look strong enough to beat Charlotte Flair. Yeah, especially on the road to Mania, you've got to build up the superstars enough. And, I mean, it's a good match to get Rhea on the card, but uh, it's it's not something where she would lose and still have enough heat for Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love once Dom started talking, Edge was like, mm. shut up, I hate you, I want Ray to kick your teeth in, you're stupid, you're annoying, get out of my face. That's how we. That's yeah. how everybody feels I mean, about yeah, Dom right yeah, now. Yeah, even the crowd was just all boos and stuff. And you could see like Finn and Damon were like, "Hey, let him speak, let him speak." But it was just all <laughs> boos from the crowd, regardless. And, so yeah, and then you know they go into attack Edge and Beth, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Angel Dawkins like, just <laughs> runs in. But he he attacks Damian Priest because they're gonna have the match next. Yeah. And while Dom is trying to back away and run away, you just see Montez Ford walking up. Just no, yeah, no just music or anything. He's just walking up. You hear his shoes squeaking. He's yeah. like acting like, oh my gosh, he's so scary. Gets up behind him. Dom turns and he just goes, ah! <laughs> yeah. That was probably... One of the most hilarious moments that yeah. night. You know, that was yeah, so funny. Sure. I love Montez Ford. Yeah, so the, uh, Montez grabs Dom, throws him back into the ring, and then Beth Phoenix <laughs> gives him, brings him up for a glance. Like, Dom looks over. He's crazy. He's like, oh, what's going on? He's, going. he's screaming and then he, he screams, Mommy! And then Boom. it's glam slam down. And... That's the end of that segment. It goes straight into Damian Priest versus Angelo Dawkins. Before mm. we talk about that one, though, the other qualifying match, which we'll get to later tonight, is mm. Montez versus Elias. I, yes. I don't think they should have... I don't think that putting Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins was going to be the right idea for them. In Both of them in the match. In the elimination chamber. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would have... Yeah. Because then that obviously shows that, oh, they're going to break up. I think they're already trying to show ideas that they might break up soon. Yeah. Because they're both great single stars. Oh, for sure, yeah. With, with the both of these matches you've seen, yeah. they're both good on their own. They can handle their own. 
but it's just when will they break up? And with that, so you had Damian Priest won that match between yes. him and Angelo Dawkins. And the other qualifying match, which was later, was Elias and Montez Ford. Um, Montez Ford was that match. So right now we have, who was it? Austin Theory, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, uh, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Montez Ford, and Johnny Organa. That's yes. the other one. Yeah. Going into this match, I don't really have a pick on who's going to win. Except I for... Bronson Reed, I don't see him just coming in and winning no. it. Yeah, they haven't really built him up much. Is that he was, he got introduced with the whole Miz and Dexter Loomis thing, but then mm-hmm. they just took him off TV and didn't really build him up anything before this, and just automatically was like, "Hey, you're in a match with uh, Dolph Ziggler for Elimination Chamber qualifier, and you're in." Well, also with Dolph Ziggler, has been gone for a while. They, they, yeah. This is just a fill-in match. They needed a sixth person. They're like, "Oh, here you go." Yeah. So that's what I think about that one. I think any of the other five could obviously win it. Yeah. But I go. We can go into our um, likelihood later because we have we have to talk about the another thing later. Mm-hmm. So after that, we had what was after that? Um, looking ap- after after the Dawkins Priest match was Dexter Loomis versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> What I heard, it was a very subpar. It was a subpar match. It wasn't well, great. It, w- it was average. Well, it was also a quick match too. I heard, I read that in the three minute match they had, they had three chin locks. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And for this, people are like saying like, "Oh, this is Dexter Loomis being bad." It's like, no, they're just trying to bury Baron Corbin a little bit more mm. because we saw Dexter Loomis win, mm. and after the match. Baron Corbin, you know, he's just thinking, oh, we're all fine. Let's, let's go to JBL. Let's go get dinner yeah, somewhere. Yeah. We're done for the night. JBL, he just looks like, what am I doing with this guy? Yeah. And then even later in the night, you see him backstage um, in the parking lot getting ready to go. And JBL's like, no, I'm done with you. You're a stain on my career now. I main evented WrestleMania, and now I'm just gone with you you should put on like clown makeup and a red nose you such You're a, a clown. clown or whatever yeah yeah and with that obviously it feels like another change of character for jb for not jbl sorry baron corbin they had him as the modern what was in the modern day wrestling god yeah. i don't know what that was yeah, I, I, I think I, they just said hey jbl you want, you want to come for a little bit get some money yeah. i think jbl may have been short on money or something i don't know but with that what do you think is going to happen? Because I have my prediction. What's going to happen with Baron I mean, Corbin? I think that, of course, you now that he's alone, you could obviously go back to his old Lone Wolf gimmick, the, the, which was really popular. The Lone Wolf was his better gimmick when he first started on the main roster and with NXT. It just felt like it had better character. He With that, he was a heel, but he was a good heel. Yeah. And then obviously they had um, him as the constable for Raw during that yeah, one weird yeah. time where they're like trying to get rid of general managers, which they need to bring back, bring back general managers. Yeah, I think that would be great for WWE. But with, but after that he had the 
was it the poor man Corbin when he was or I believe before he got rich it. in Vegas, he was like a yeah. poor man. Yeah, it was like he was like down on his luck or whatever, and then couldn't he, afford anything. Yeah. And you know, he became becomes Happy Corbin, which is like, oh my gosh, that's such a bad name. Yeah. And then he gets yeah. Riddick Moss and changes him into Madcap Moss. But I don't know what was going on with that. So that's that match. After that, we had was it another qualifying match? Um. There was a uh, Brock came out and said he wants a challenge. Lastly, he well he had a he came out contract in hand saying he wanted to challenge Lastly for the elimination chamber, and of course Lastly comes out his whole business entire and says no I need to give it to my lawyer my agent and whoever else I need to and so I'll get back to you on that. And yep, with and when Bobby came out. I realize how much Bobby Lashley needs a mouthpiece. You know, it's not like someone who talks for him because Bobby yeah. Lashley is not great at giving promos. I yeah. I don't think he has the right voice. He does have a good voice, but yes. I just don't think he's great at delivering it. He doesn't have a very good deliverance. Obviously, that was what MVP was with him. Yeah, and so he didn't really need to talk much. MVP did all the talking. And Bobby Lashley just went and beat up people. Yeah. But also, I remember this during the promo when Brock said, like, I'm up all night with my wife. And all I can think of is Bobby Lashley. Yeah. It's like, um, Brock, you got something you want to tell us? Yeah. Well, uh, but, yeah, it was. I was like, okay, Brock, whatever. Um, was the fail for me mm-hmm. after that? Yes, the Fatal Four was after that. You got Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Carmella, and then Piper Niven uh, in all in a chamber qualifier match. I'm with that. So that one was interesting because I was like, really? Any of them can enter? Because I don't think either of them are going to win the the Elimination Chamber match because you have other people like Liv Morgan and Asuka in it. Mm. So, yeah. I think Austin's going to win that match, by the way. Oh, yeah. But I'm glad Carmella won it because it's obviously they're trying to bring her back into mm. the scene. And I'm glad she's back because she's kind of going back to when she was the... Um, it was her gimmick before she was like, don't touch my face. When she wore the mask, it was like the queen yeah. of Staten Island or whatever or, she's from. When she was fabulous. Yeah. So, that's great. Yeah. I didn't watch that match. Yeah. I didn't yeah, but, didn't really yeah. care for it. But yeah, Carmella ended up winning that, of course. Um, um, was that the, pro, was the promo next? The Cody and Paul, or was that later no, no? That's uh, that's later. Um, next was the Alpha Academy facing Cedric Alexander Ooh. and Shelton Benjamin. So, so before we get into this match, um, this is earlier, build up. This is build up. earlier with. When you, of course, we were talking about the JBL Baron Corbin out in the park lot or whatever. In the background, you can see MVP talking to Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric, Cedric Alexander and acting like buddies and at the end, shaking hands or whatever. This like one has been do. a build-up. Oh, yeah. This is not, not just like, not just during that Monday Night Raw, oh, yeah. but Raw's leading up. You just look in the background. You see MVP talking to them two. I think he talked to Omos. I may not be sure. 
Maybe. Probably not. He definitely talked to Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah. But he's been talking to him. You can see him talking to yeah. him, I think. And I hope they're putting back the Hurt business. Yeah, that would be good. I mean... Something I think the WWE needs is another... Well, I don't know about another faction, but another faction that people can take seriously. Oh, yeah. Because obviously three. you have the bloodline, but there's no other factions right now that they have that people actually like and take seriously. Ooh, excuse me. Because, yeah, you have the Judgment Day, but besides Rhea Ripley, no one really likes them. Yeah. Especially... If you got rid of Dom, they yeah. would like him again. Oh, it, they'd be yeah. more likable. But I think it's just Dominic is just not that good of a character right now. And I think that's really hurting them. But with that, like I said, they're definitely trying to bring back the hurt business, which yeah. they need. Yeah, I can see that being really good. Of course. And then. Next was the other qualifying match that we talked about. No, it wasn't a qualifying match. It was. So. Of course, as we talked about in early episodes, Chelsea Green, of course, That's returned right. at the Rumble, and her whole thing is... She, I think she's like a Karen character. Yeah, that's what they're they're doing with it so far. I don't know how much I'd like it so far, but it her whole thing is that she wants to be in the uh, Elimination Chamber match, and that's the whole thing, her going to... Oh. Uh, uh, who's the general... Who's the Adam Pierce? Yeah, Adam, he going to Adam, yeah, Adam Pierce. Pierce. And uh, asking, oh yeah, I want to be in the Elimination Chamber. And so, uh, what does he do? He get, it wasn't a it wasn't an Elimination Chamber qualifier match, but he it was she, for someone's he, spot. Yeah, he it was already in there. It was against Oscar, too. And, which you look yeah. at that, it's like, well, I guess she's not going in. Yeah, because there's no way you're beating Oscar, yeah. and especially as her Kana character. No, oh for sure, no. But another big thing with that match was is also you had all the other elimination, el, pardon me, elimination chamber contestants coming out and basically eyeing the competition, kind mm-hmm. of. With, yeah, I saw that. Liv Morgan and who was the other one? Raquel Gonzalez and then Raquel Gonzalez. That's right. They were watching. Were they? No, they were watching the Fatal Four Way match. No, it was the it was this match. Were you were, sure? Yes. That was the other match. I may have been wrong. But, and then, yeah, Carmel also came out as well. Um, yeah, but what the commentators made it sound like, of course, was them trying to scout the competition, mm-hmm. see, like, Asuka. And they were kind of hinting at Chelsea Green, maybe in the future, if they get her Yeah, but matches. Nah. So, after that was the Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman promo? Yes. Let's talk about that promo. Ooh. First off, Cody Rhodes, his voice sounds like a little gravelly. Yeah, it sounds like gravelly, he lost his voice yeah. a little bit. Maybe he's feeling a little under the weather. Who knows? But with Cody Rhodes, his promos are so great because yeah. he makes you relate to him. Yeah. He puts it into a perspective that anyone can feel. When he said, like, all this stuff. He's like, this was us. This was us. This is how we felt. And he uses terms to make you feel like, oh, wow, I've been there. Yeah. I've been broke. I remember having $5 in my bank account. Yeah. But with him and his family only having $100 between, I don't know how many there are. And at that time, because, you know, um, Dustin Rhodes, Goldust isn't his full brother. It's like his half brother. Yeah. So, I don't know how many people they were in there. 
and you know, he's talking to Paul Heyman, saying like, "You helped us. Thank you so much. You got us here." And yeah. you look at Paul Heyman's face that entire yeah. time that Cody Rhodes is talking. He is just like, you can tell he's like, "I'm fighting so hard not to start." Balling yeah, right you now. could tell. I mean, obviously there was parts of that that were already scripted, but you could tell that there was probably a, a big part of that was not Paul Heyman didn't know about, and so um, yeah. it came as really much of a shock to him that Cody brought that up. I don't know if that was like the part where he's like Paul Heyman was like he got me there. I don't know if that was scripted or if that was real because you could not. Does he tell? He's like choking up. He's like, "Ooh, this is hard." Because I think that just shows how close Paul and Dusty were. Yeah, they seemed very, very close. I mean, obviously, Paul Heyman gave him a job and his fighting mm. spirit oh, back. Yeah, it, you know, with a promo, which was funny at one point when he's talking about down the road. We have the training center, performance center. That's what it's called. Yeah, he trained Roman. Becky, Seth, Bailey. There was one other person he said. Yeah. Kevin Owens. Yeah. That's right. And then he's like, but he didn't train you. Which is like, no. no. Yeah. He did. He, he, like, he, Dusty Rhodes yeah. actually trained Cody. I just don't think he did it to the extent as the Performance Center did. Oh, yeah. that That's probably what he was talking about. I, you, and then at the end of that promo... He said, you were his favorite son. But Roman Reigns is the son that he always wanted. What a turn in that promo. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was something. I'm sure, of course, with Paul Heyman getting surprised by all the Cody stuff. Just his mic work to just take it and just rework it and turn around to such a good spin and shocker of a moment like that. Paul Heyman is like yeah. one of the top heels on the mics ever. Like, oh, for sure. It, he's like so good with the mic. In At the end, Cody Rhodes is, he comes up, shakes his hands like, all I want to do is win a wrestling championship, but you're going to t- make it so personal. You always want to make it personal. You know what? I'm going to mm-hmm. take those titles at Mania personally in promo. He leaves. Yeah. So like, that was one of the best promos I've seen in a while yeah. between two people. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you could. I think it's. What has to do a lot with Triple H coming mm-hmm. in, of course. I mean, of course, towards the tail end of Vince being with the WWE, the, it went downhill yeah, pretty far. It went really downhill. Yeah, but then it's uh, Triple H coming back, making most things better, it seems. And that's one thing I like about Triple H. I think, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he's giving the wrestlers... More, way more creative freedom, especially oh, on the mic. He's like, yeah. he, I think what he's doing is like, you need to talk about like these things, but pretty much you can talk about whatever you want. You can say that, you can do whatever, as long as it's like, you know, this. So that means these guys that are usually pretty good on the mic, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I can talk about whatever I want now. Yeah. it's a- Now they can make their own promos and make it even better. Yeah. Great on Triple H. Um, is that 
Was there anything after that? Or after it... that was the Ford Elias Chamber yeah, match, which we talked about, about that one. And then after that, the finally, 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 we get Becky Lynch and <laughs> Bailey in a steel cage. We actually, they actually yes. fight this time, guys. Yes. It's not what happened last time. She about to enter, and then they just yeah. beat her up before she gets in. Yeah. She actually gets in. They start the fight. Um, how was the actual match? Do you know? I, I think it looked pretty decent. Of course, they had them trying to escape the match. They did a little thing on the top. You, I wouldn't call it a catwalk, but they were fighting. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The top of the cage. At the top of the cage there. And you know, obviously, damage control is there. Eosky yeah. is trying to keep uh, Becky in. And then, you know, Dakota Kai has crutches. She gives yeah. one of her crutch. To Bailey, so she can start yeah. bah, 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 hitting Becky. And then near the end of the match, I hear a theme, and I'm like, I don't recognize that theme. It sounds a little familiar, but you can't really place like, it. I don't recognize that one. And then they show, it's like, oh, yeah. oh, it's Lita? Yeah, Lita. Lita? Coming back. Comes mm-hmm. back, grabs Eos Guy, and just throws her back. It looks like Eos Guy hit her head hard. Yeah. I was. I'm like, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. That looks like it hurt. Beats up on Dakota Kai. Again. Then she hits. Oh, she hits Eos Kai with the twist of fate. Yeah. Look, looking like she hasn't lost a step. Yeah. Bop. And, and then, of it, course, Becky takes advantage of this and wins the match. Well, eventually. you see, Bailey tries to leave the cage. Oh. Okay. And then. You know, since WWE doesn't like headshots, every single replay you see, they cut it to where you don't see it hit the cage hitting her head. And during that, um, what, what's it called? The manhandle slam? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it looks a little rushed. It looks like, okay. Yeah. But, you know, Becky wins. They end that with Becky and winning and Lita holding up her hand. Yeah. Do you think... That could lead into Becky and Lita going for the women's tag team titles. Because I, I heard rumors about that. I don't... I mean, I don't think they'll win it. I mean, that could be definitely a possibility. Of course, because... Actually, I think it was around the same time last year when Lita came back at the... Well, she well last year she came back at the Rumble yeah, yeah, and then yeah. came for... It was back when she Becky gave her the Lynch, Raw Roman Championship, yeah, which was with Becky Lynch at the time yeah. at Elimination Chamber Two. I remember. I don't. With that though, I don't think they will either. Even if there is a match, they won't win because yeah. I think that's a big disservice to all of them. Yeah, I don't think Becky. They should give it to Becky because it's not worth it. She's not worth a title. She's worth like the main championship. Yeah, Lita wouldn't. That makes no sense because she's just. A legend, yeah. yes, and you yeah. shouldn't take it off of damage control because yeah. they're, they're the actually they're like the one and only women's tag team. Yeah, there established right now. tag team. Yeah, so that wouldn't make sense. But I'm interested to see where they go with the Lita storyline. Yeah, that uh, that'll be good. I mean, of course, I I would say they had a decent match her and yeah. Becky last year oh, yeah, at, yeah, they at the Elimination Chamber. All right, that was Raw, and now we're going to move on to AEW Dynamite. It starts off with a match between, it was MJF and Takeshita. Takeshita, that's what it was. 
I was like, I was about to say Japanese name that I yeah. cannot remember. I'm sorry yeah. if I. We are sorry if there's any Japanese names that we come across that we mispronounce. We do apologize. Mm-hmm. We are trying our best to pronounce mm-hmm. them. So that was mm-hmm. the starting off match. Yeah. Fantastic match. Yeah. There was one move where it was MJF and Takeshita on the top rope, and he goes for Takeshita's going for like a clothesline. Or something, yeah. But MJF just flips and lands on his feet, which a lot of people were like, "What?" Yeah, I think this match, especially building up with the to the Danielson, um, MJF, uh, MJF, uh, Iron Man match for an hour. I think this is building up a lot as the wrestler part of it because obviously we know MJF is one of the best, if not the best, right now on the mic, and. So, um, we've only seen that side. We Now we're seeing his wrestling side. And he's, from really, what I've really seen good. in this match, really good. And also, we did get that wrong last week. Yes. We thought the Iron Man match was this Wednesday, which it's not. It's at the yeah. upcoming pay-per-view, yeah. which we now know yeah. because apparently what was supposed to happen was Danielson was supposed to win all these matches. And yes. then he would get the title, the Iron Man match at... What is it, Revolution? Yeah, Revolution. Revolution. Coming up in three weeks from Sunday. A few weeks, yeah. So, Daniel, well, obviously, MJF wins that match in a great match. He has a little interview. We'll talk about that later because it's a really good interview. So, And after that, we had the... What was after that? After that was... Um, was the, it the women's eliminator yeah. match? Yes. Between Bunny and yeah. Jamie Hayter. Yes. I heard it was not a good match. Yeah, it wasn't. And Jimmy Hater won pretty easily. Ellie, is there anyone who's going for that championship right now? I think uh, I think backstage, I mean, obviously, right now at least, you don't have Britt Baker or whoever the other mm-hmm. woman they're with are going for it. But I think what they're... I think I saw a backstage segment where they had Tony Storm and Soraya... Kind of talking about it, because that's the only women's thing. That's mm-hmm. I'd be okay with Tony Storm getting a chance to get it back. Yeah, I would not be okay with Saray getting it because she's been in what one match, one or two matches. Yeah, she's been she in a couple been, matches, yeah. and if they're already going to put her in a title match, it's like, come on, guys, can we not? Yeah. I hate when this goes between all companies. Yes, all companies. A guy comes in. That they just signed, and within like four matches, he's getting a title match. That was kind yeah. of my thing with Logan Paul, with yeah. Roman Reigns. Like, why is he yeah. already getting a title match? This is like his third match ever. But it was a great match. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Yes. It was phenomenal. But with that, it's kind of a slap to the face to like all the really hardworking yes. guys in there that deserve a title match. Like, what if... Um, with MJF right now, what if they just sign? I am trying to think of a name right now. What if Seth Rollins left? This yeah. he's not leaving, by the way. He left. He comes in, and within two matches, he has a match against MJF in like a month. Yeah, that's not fair to him. That's not fair yeah. to the people's like Adam Page, yeah. uh, John Moxley, <coughs> Brian Danielson. Yeah, all these people who have been there a little while, working their butts off, yeah. trying to get that. And then they're in that match. 
So that should say the same thing. Soraya should not be in the title picture right now. She can be in yeah. like feud and non-title feuds, maybe build her up a little bit, but then yeah. she can be the title match feud. So yeah, obviously she needs to establish herself a little more yeah, yeah. within that division, not just coming and taking the title really quick. Um, After the, that the, goes in into. I, I don't know why it's called this, but... Um, it's the Garcia the, Guevara gauntlet? Yes. Which, um, what they explained was, it was Ricky Starks in the match, and he had to go through three waves of the Jericho Appreciation Society, their different members. He had to um, go through to, Angela Parker. Yeah. Um, Matt Menard. Hold on. Those um, two... Well, uh, I forget... It was kind of weird how they did it, but and then he did. Weird. And then he had Garcia. Yes, yeah. And then and during when during when Garcia came out, um, they um, went they went to ringside or whatever. And then there was this really, and then there was seemingly random mass person in the crowd who hit the what's Jericho's move. Uh, the uh, Judas effect? Yeah, yeah. He hit the Judas effect. Like, oh, why is he hitting the Judas effect? And, of course, comes up, gets to the ring, takes the mask off, and it turns out to be Chris Jericho. Yep. Of course. Oh, and, so Jericho got involved, yeah, in the, yeah. got involved with the match yes. before, some, before Ricky Starks would win? Yes. And so... Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was not a clean win. It was, it was it, a... Yeah. So I think they're obviously going to keep that going. Ricky Starks is like, no, I won the match. You cheated. Yes. The, yeah. And, of course, that happened. Then after that, we have Danielson's final match before he can face MJF at Revolution. It would be him versus Roosh. Is it, and is it it's Roosh? It, Not Rush? It, it's, it's spelled Rush, but it's pronounced Roosh. That was one thing that when I started watching AEW, I was really weirded out by. That's weird. Um, yeah, and um, with those two, it was a really hard-hitting match. I, Danielson was bloodied up by that. No, all, also, at the beginning of the match, it was good storyline, was that Roosh and MJF were in the ring, and then... There was somehow MGF hired people to keep Danielson in his locker room or whatever, and so of course, if yeah, MGF was talking about, oh, the rules dictate that if the opponent's not here by the count of ten, mm-hmm. um, then the match is over. Yeah, and of course, uh, who uh, who who was officiating? It was I don't remember who they. Think. But, but uh, yeah, so yeah, they were counting uh, the count. I think they got to six or seven, and then of course MJF finally comes down the ring, no entrance music or anything, and then the match would start. Uh, I saw, but then I saw Danielson won the match. Yeah, Danielson so eventually. So it looks like they're having their match at yes, Revolution. But, you know, Danielson wins, but then MJF is like, well, you know what, I'm mm-hmm. gonna do. What heels do? He yes. comes up, attacks him, hits him with a diamond ring, mm-hmm. and then he just puts him in an arm bar up until you know security comes and yes. separates him. So this is going to be a good feud. So which means we have oh, yeah. what three more dynamites before this match? Um, I... Because if it's three weeks from this Sunday, 
you should have what yes. three more dynamites. Three more dynamites. I'm ready. Until revolution. I think these could be some great yeah. promos between the two. Oh yeah, I mean, of course you have MJF good on the mic. Danielson, mm-hmm. he's good enough to he carry can, the few. MJF will carry the promo yes, probably, but but Danielson, he's good. Yeah, he he can hold his own to where MJF doesn't have to carry as much. But definitely, those would be great promos leading up. And then after that, led into Top Flight and AR Fox versus the Elite for the AEW Trios Championships. I mean. Yeah, you gotta defend them, but at the same time, you're not gonna take them off the elite that soon. Yeah, because they haven't had them for very long. I don't think, but with because if and if you take them off that quick, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, they yeah. won won the inaugural, and they had to have them strip because of that Certain event reasons. that happened. Yes, but they just got them back. When did they get them back? Hold on, one second. January 11th. Yes. Barely a month. You're not going to take them away from them after yeah. a month. They're your top guys. They're your three EVPs. You're not going to take them away from them that quickly. But also, that was kind of a criticism in the beginning of AEWs because they were the EVPs. They were putting them in, giving the titles to yeah. them. But, but I'm also I, makes, I, it yes, kind of makes sense. In, this, really in this situation, it does make sense. They're really good, yes. so... I heard it was a great match. Yes. Correct person, correct people win. Yes, the elite. That goes into the other title match. Yeah. The acclaimed versus the guns. Of course, this has been building up for a while, obviously, with the guns' father, Billy Gunn, being associated with the acclaimed. And... Um, of course, everyone came in thinking, oh, they claim uh, they're going to they they're they're retain. Maybe whatever. it won't be a squash match per se, but it's clear that they'll definitely retain the titles. I Boy, mean, were we proven wrong? Yeah, I mean, it the was guns win? It's like, well, what? they Well, they won dirty, though, of course. But still. But still, everyone in there, it was stunned silence. Well, as like it should the be, guns are now the AEW tag team champions. Yeah. I thought they claimed to were to keep them, keep them going, have another team come in and beat them. Like I don't know who's that one team. No. Um, hmm. no. Oh yeah, FTR, F- FTR, yeah. who are being so underutilized in AEW. Oh, They're yeah. signed to them. Well, no, are they signed to them or Impact? Technically. I for, I for, yeah. I think they're technically with Impact. I may be wrong. I think they're just kind of there because, you know, AEW is so open to, like, sharing. Like, oh, yeah. That Forbidden Door? What Forbidden Door? I just see <laughs> yeah, an opening. Yeah. yeah. So, they're, they are the team that I think should come in and win the AEW yes. Tag Team Championships. Take them... Mm-hmm. They should have been the ones to take off the acclaim, not the guns. Maybe they'll take them off the guns. I don't know. But even with all this, that's not the talk of the night. Yeah. In my opinion, the talk of the night was the backstage interview with MJF. Oh, yeah. This was earlier in the night, but it's big that we had to save it for Mm. the end. With this, this guy, basically, if you think about it, admits to... Admits it's mm. the story yeah. is a story to almost committing manslaughter. Yeah. Um, 
talking about his crush and um, getting, uh, we'll say, distracted in the car. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll say. We'll say he was getting distracted. And the biggest part of that story is the name he gives. He yeah. says Liv. Yeah, I mean, of course, um, both Liv and uh, MJF are from the Northeast. Of course, you've seen pictures on Twitter of them hanging out. But, of course, you could, within the promo, you could see with how MJF described the woman that he called Liv. It didn't really match Liv Morgan's, uh, Liv Morgan's, uh, not, no, not physique. Her hair. Her hair, like her hair, her hair, her eyes, her features, yeah. Also, MJF grew up in Long Island. I'm pretty sure Liv Morgan grew up in New Jersey. Yeah, but it was both Northeast's. Yeah. Like, obviously, they're not going to go to the same high school if they're in different states. And MJF being a daddy's boy, trust fund, super rich, you know he's going yeah. to a private school. Yeah. He's like, it's a private school where all the other rich kids go. And also, don't they have a bit of an age difference, too? Can you look up Liv Morgan? Liv Morgan see, is see, 28. 28? Yes. MJF is 26. So, that's, yes, yes. so if he yes. if he was a junior, she would have been already out of high school. Yeah. It, so there's no way she would have been there. So it's not Liv Morgan. Guys, it wasn't Liv yes. Morgan he was talking about. Yeah. Even if it was, guess what? That part of the story is not true. Only 80% of it is like, yes, 80% of that story is true. The part that's not true was there was a girl in the car with him. It was him and some of his other football guys. They were involved in a high-speed crash. Yeah, which is scary. That is true. Yes. So, guys, we could have not had MJF right now. Yeah, it was a <laughs> scary thing to think I about. I think that's a great thing MJF does with his promos. He's able to easily take stories from his life, change a little bit of it so it's like, Technically, this isn't true, but most of it is, and use that to bring more heel heat. Yeah, which, I mean, uses to great effect, too. We saw with that promo, too. And, yeah, but I think that basically covers all of Dynamite, right? Yeah, covers all of Dynamite. All right. All right, now let's move on to SmackDown. Opening the show, of course, is Paul Heyman coming out. Um, and says Sammy isn't here tonight, as far to his knowledge, and and then of course after, he, as we talked about with Raw, Cody coming up to Heyman after talking about wanting a personal feud, he talks and, about that. He's like, he's not going to win because we got Cody over on Monday night. He, yeah. Why they want to take all our? Why do both these guys want to take our championship? Yeah. Why? And he also was like, also, personal. No, 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 man. You want to make a personal. He basically yeah. does that, mocking yes. Cody. And he's going on and talking about the island of relevancy. Talking yeah. about, oh, we're better. I, I'm, they're here because of me, basically. I know, not that, not that, not that. What were they talking about? But yeah, it was, it was basically something. Basically a self-promotion. Yes. Fool. Sami Zayn isn't here tonight. Blah blah blah. Mm. And then mm. all of a sudden, Sami Zayn just <laughs> in a hoodie. Yeah. yeah as Again. Said. And you know, Paul's just 
holding the belt. Yeah. Uh, then turns over. around and just. Oh, oh hi, Sammy. <laughs> oh, hey, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy got his little promo, basically saying, "Oh, what do you?" It was something on the rise of Roman's days where the championships are numbered or whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. And also another big thing with that is he was talking about um, just the bloodline in general. How uh, maybe the days of the bloodline are numbered. Because he was like, if they were here tonight, Solo Sokoa would have came out, Simone spiked me. Done. Yeah. If they were still together, Jimmy Uso would have came out, super kick, super kick, super kick, I'm out. If Jay Uso was here, he would help him. But, but, but guess what? Jay Uso's not here. You don't know where yeah. he is. He helped break up the bloodline because Jay Uso wasn't there. We'll get to that, though. Cuts that promo, basically says at the end, you know, I'm taking those titles in Montreal. And mm-hmm. also during the promo, you know how many days Roman has left? Eight <laughs> days. Eight. He has eight days left. Until I take those titles at Elimination Chamber. Sami Zayn is good at promos, too. Yeah. He's pretty good. I mean, I forgot um, how good he was. Obviously, obviously, with this feud, it's building up him. And also, notably, um, with uh, about him talking about Roman betraying everyone, mm-hmm. it's kind of calling back to what Kevin was saying back when he was trying to get Sami away. He's like, oh yeah, they're gonna turn on you. They're they're gonna hit you with the chair or whatever. I'm like, I mean, technically, Sammy hit him with the chair, but <laughs> but still, they turned on him as soon yeah. as Sammy Zayn showed an ounce of like, I'm gonna turn. Boom, they turned yeah. on him, and that was great. Um, there were okay after that we had yeah, Drew and Sheamus mm-hmm. versus Hit Row. Who yeah. cares about that one? And that was also with Lacey yeah. Evans beating up on local talent. Who cares yeah. about that? It's just yeah. more in between stuff. After that, so during the whole night though, Jimmy Uso, yeah, he's getting ready for their tag title match. Cannot find Jay. Yeah. He's calling him, can't find him, doesn't know where he is. So we start to wonder, is he going to be by himself? Yeah. And we obviously see when the title match starts, he walks in by mm-hmm. himself. Nobody yeah. else is there with him, so... We start to think, is he going to defend the title by himself? Are Braun Strowman and Ricochet going to win? But obviously... Obviously, they get there in the ring. They do the little introductions. Samantha introduced, of course, the challengers first. And then gets to Jimmy. He's like, I'm guessing by himself, Jimmy Uso. But then, I don't know where Jimmy looks into the crowd, points at the crowd. Then the spotlight comes up. And then there's Jay walking in. From the crowd, too, with both yep, the belts. He comes right the crowds. They had a very good match. I thought it was a pretty good match. Yeah. Like, it was one of those, another ones with the bloodline, which the bloodline's doing great. Like, you don't know who's going to win. But then, yeah. obviously, at the end, we see them do yeah. the stuff where they obviously win. With that, though, here comes my biggest problem. What in the world are they doing? And it's not like... Madding, he was like, What is going on? Because you obviously see, saw Jay walked away, yeah, he, on his own fruition. He just walked away from the bloodline. He's like, I can't do this right now. Yeah. Doesn't say anything, there's nothing. He just walks away. And you know, last week they can't find him, this week he just shows up. There may, well, yeah, there's that to him just showing up and whatever, but. 
the cracks are still there because after that they're walking um they're walking backstage of course and they're talking and Timmy's like which side are you on whatever and Jerry's like I don't know I don't know what I am and then they split off but then of course when they they come to a stop while they're talking about it before they split off and you can see Paul Heyman in the corner just watching what are they doing what are they doing and then he comes up and confronts him. He's like, did Jay say anything to, to you or whatever? And uh, Jimmy, like the good brother he is, covers like, no, he didn't say anything to me. I didn't hear anything but, from him. But also, we, you see what he's talking to Sammy. What does Sammy say? I acknowledge you, Oh, Jay. Oh, that's right. The, he acknowledges Jay, which yes. is like another big thing. He's like, oh, which also yeah. goes into... Well, you know, um, so obviously next Saturday is Elimination Chamber. Yes. It's in Montreal. The funny thing is, the Usos aren't really allowed in Montreal. They have some legal issues out there. They're not really allowed to go there. But in the past, the WWE's been able to pull strings. They can get in in there for like a day, and then they have to leave. My thing is, are they going to be able to pull that this time? They might be able to pull Jay. Because Jay has less problems. Oh, it's more Jimmy. So Jay might be able to go. Yeah. So if Jay's able to go, you got to remember all Roman's going to have it solo on his side. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was the thing. At the end of the night, um, Heyman comes up and says, hey, the trouble tree says he doesn't want any of you there. Obviously, that's not going to happen. It would probably be Jay that so would come there. with that, I think Jay's going to come. Who is he going to help? Uh, I really think they could pull one on us and have Jay help Sammy. That would be good seeing as, oh. You think Jay could help Sammy? I think he's conflicted enough that he could side with Sammy and realize, hey, this isn't going to work out for much longer and jump ship early enough. With that, if he does win, I think what they're going to pull is the whole thing that everyone talks about every single time there's a championship involved. That Paul Heyman has like a thing in Roman's contract, or like oh, yeah. technically this is for the WWE Championship and not the whole both titles. So Roman still has the Universal. It's mm-hmm. Sammy has the WWE, which would make it weird. Like, who is he going to? Because he's obviously had to fight someone at WrestleMania. Who is it going to be? Who just kn- thrown together match? Or who, who know about that? I but it's yeah. this is bad. like the best storyline. The entirety of the bloodline, everything involved with them, has been the best storyline we've seen in WWE in years. Oh, for sure. Probably I going mean, all the way back to 2014 with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, like, it's it's not quite at that level, I don't think, but it's good. Yeah, yes. I. Th- yeah, they've done really well with this storyline. And the only real other thing that I can remember from that night was the Fatal 4-Way. Was there anything else? No, there wasn't really anything of There was a really love of note. Obviously, it's the number one contenders match for the IC title. It was Karrion Cross, uh, Rey Mysterio. Who were the other two? Santos know? Escobar and then Mad Cat Moss. Mad, Mad Cat Moss. Um, Rey Mysterio, yeah, I love him, but he's already had his chances. No. Yes. So the other three, you have Carrion, Madcap, and Santos Escobar. With those three, I think the best match for 
Gunter was the person who won, and it was yeah. Carrion Cross. No, it was... Was it not Carrion? It was Madcap. Madcap won? Yes, Madcap won. Madcap won? Madcap's getting a... Oh, yeah. man, that means Gunter's going to keep it. Yes. But is it's, that, oh, no, this is next week, right? It's it's next week on a SmackDown. Okay, which means Gunter's going to keep it. If it was Carrion Cross, though, I could easily see Carrion yes. Cross taking it. Yeah, definitely that for sure. Maybe they'll probably save that till Mania. They the, might. Their bait. Well, a lot of people are saying it's going to be Sheamus and Gunter at Mania, but I don't think so right now. I think they're saying we'll we'll, we'll get yes. to that that a little bit later. I don't think that will happen. But yeah, I mean, Madcap's an interesting choice. I wish they would go back to Riddick Moss instead of Madcap Moss. But that's an interesting choice. I think that could be a good match. I don't think he's going to win because I think Imperium might get involved. I think they're so salty about not getting the tag title. Yeah. So that was that all SmackDown. That was all no SmackDown. Yeah. All right. So lastly, since there wasn't much to talk about with the shows, what we're going to do is basically give some predictions on what matches could be at WrestleMania. Obviously, we have the three right now. With Rowan versus Cody, Charlotte versus Rhea, and Bianca versus the winner of the EC match, the Elimination Chamber match. So one match, which they are heavily, like foreshadowing, is Seth versus Logan. Yes, I think that'll be a banger of a match. I mean, we already saw Logan Paul at Crown Jewel when he faced Roman. That was a banger of a match. Put them together with Seth. That would that's going to be it's a gonna really be good a great match. match. Um. The tag title matches. They're probably only going to do one. Yes. But. Uh, they're not going to do a both night for that. No, 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 no. All right. But with that, who do you think has a great chance of being their opponents at WrestleMania? Uh, in, term, in terms of the tag titles? Yes. I don't know. I mean, we obviously... You could have arguments for like, oh, the street poverty or whatever. That feels like but a cop out yeah, answer. That feels it just seems again. like just there, but also at the same time, it feels like it's the most likely. I mean, you could say yes. the Viking Raiders, but I don't think they're no. ready for that. Drew and Sheamus, I, yeah. maybe, maybe the um, maybe what are they called? The brawling brutes, maybe them. I, but yeah. there's really not. Yeah, the stuff there. I mean, you could kind of make an argument for the Judgment Day only if it's Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. Obviously, they tried that and didn't work out, but that's the only other tag team I could see getting a shot at WrestleMania. But with that, you could say they do pull double duty, just like we're predicting Roman Reigns to do. They could have the Street Profits for the Raw or Judgment Day for the Raw and... I guess maybe Imperium that or could be the Brawling Brutes yes. for the SmackDown. Uh, so with um, Raw Women's Championship, Bianca, I think it's going to be Asuka. I agree. Yeah. Like with with the women that are in the match now. Yeah, there's really not a lot to go off of with those. Because, like, you have Liv Morgan, she gets in a chance, but I don't think she... But, again, it's for... I guess Liv... 
Is Liv more on Raw now? Yeah, Liv Morgan's yes. Raw. Yeah, Liv, on, yeah, yeah. Liv she, Morgan's on she Raw. She got now. the SmackDown, but she yes. is on Raw. That's right. So yeah. Here, so we have that one. Oh, obviously, I forgot about this one. Ray versus Dom. Oh yeah, obviously they are building that it's, one up a lot. That, that's going to happen in WrestleMania. If it, it doesn't, I would be very surprised. And of course, I would love to see again, like Ed said in his promo, Ray just kick his teeth in six with, a, nine with a six. Teeth. With the six one nine, yeah. I think what's going to happen is eventually, within the next few weeks, they're really going to start pushing it, and Ray's finally going to snap and just hit him with like a chair or something. Oh, it's yeah. like we're, it's like it's time to teach you, boy. It's like or something, something along those something lines. like that. It's like it's finally time to me. Like I need to teach you a lesson. You're my son. You need to learn. Also, after this week, what do they do with Lita? Do they rate? Do they wait for WrestleMania, or do they? Do something at the Elimination Chamber. Oh, this was in December. That's why this match card's so weird. I was looking at one thing and it gave me some predictions, but it was back in December. So this one was two days ago. So this is going to give me some, which I'm going to say whether or not it's good. So we got that one. What I was thinking, yeah. I think they may keep Lita until WrestleMania. Yeah. Because I don't know how many matches they're going to add more for the Elimination Chamber card. Yeah. But, hold on. That reminds me. The Men's U.S. title mm. match. I think... Okay, Bronson Reed's at the bottom for me. Yes. He wants a second from the bottom. Hear me out on this one. Seth Rollins. Because yes. if he they, can't yes. win it and go against Logan Paul, because yes. I don't think that's going to be a championship match, in my opinion. So yeah, after that, I think, yeah. in my opinion, we'll say Damian Priest. Yeah, I mean. No, 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 Montez Ford. Montez Ford. That's right, Montez Ford. Yeah, but so yeah, Montez Ford's and in there. These but, these two are like interchangeable. It's Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. I yeah. think Theory's going to win this match because mm. I think at WrestleMania he's going to defend the title against John Cena. Of course, because yeah. it's young versus it's like the old guy and basically the guy who he's supposed to. You know, they're saying Austin Theory's the next John Cena. Yes. So, obviously, that's probably what they're going to go for. I think he's going to face John Cena at Mania. Of course, um, John Cena being the U.S. championship, bring that up as well. That would also be a good storyline plot for that. The Intercontinental is next. Mm. I think what they could do is have a triple threat match. Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, because I mean, obviously be uh, Drew and Sheamus have the little tag team thing yeah. going, but obviously there's going to one going to turn. One of them's going to turn. They're going to have a fallout. Both of them going to challenge for the IC title. That would I want it. Oh, I want it. That would be a banger of a match. My gosh, that Gunther and Sheamus match. Mm. That was. Can you imagine throwing Drew McIntyre? Automatically making it no disqualification. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, that's going to be such a great match. I could not predict he's going to win. Actually, I could say Gucci's going to win. Because I think they want him to get the record. I may be wrong. Who knows? But But also, another big thing with the Triple H era is stipulation matches. Because obviously we've heard reports that 
the stipulation pay-per-views are kind of going away. Like you, the Hell in a Cell. That's Hell in gone. A Cell, TLC is gone. TLC, other, other gimmick pay-per-views like that. They're are, gone because they want to bring those back into regular yes. other pay-per-views. So maybe we'll see some gimmick match, other gimmick matches in WrestleMania. Yeah. You had another one, which is obvious. Brock and Bobby are going to fight. Yes. it's They're going to have another match there just to keep it going. Uh, I saw yeah. one. People really think that Usos are going to face Sammy and Kevin. That, I don't see that no, happening. Neither do I. I Be- just because of how the storyline's going right now, I don't see it happening. But it could be wrong. They could face them, and they could possibly win. Who knows? Um... But other than that, there's not a lot of other ones I can predict right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have Damage Control. They're obviously going to have a match. I think it's just going to be a thrown-together one, and Damage Control will retain. There, yeah. Are there any other titles right now that they really can defend, or no? No. No, there's not. So, I don't see a lot of other predictions right now. Obviously, they're going to add a lot more matches, and when yes. we get to it, we'll do our big prediction uh, podcast. But I think... That's it for just our WrestleMania match predictions, which I'm really looking forward to. Anything else to add? Nothing. I think that's the end of this podcast, right? Yeah, end of the podcast. All right, so thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked what you hear, be sure to follow us on Spotify. We're making this a weekly podcast. We're just trying to give you what you want to hear. Anything else to add, Andrew? No, nothing more. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.